I love you. Louder. You love me. Can't hear you. We're a happy family. Without crying. <laughs> Without crying. Welcome back, petty criminals. Ooh. It's episode 22 of the podcast. And you know what? If we're 22, you deserve a name. And petty criminals <laughs> is our favorite one. Yeah, we, we pulled our Instagram followers to self-name Incredible submissions. Oh, yeah. We had a ton of submissions. Some of them were quite creative, I will say. I liked Gryffindors and Grifters. Grifters, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I personally like those as well. But yes, I think That could be your sub-community. Oh, perfect. People that are like, I really do not like (laughs) Kira. We'll have individual shirts made and we'll see where the allegiances lie. But yes, I think we're going to settle on petty criminals. Mm -hmm. A few of you echoed that. You liked that. It's gender neutral. It's kind of neutral in general. and uh, Yeah, it's core to the pod. Yeah, and, and it, it just also, sounds good. Like, I don't know. I mean, not to not that it really matters, but like, I like that it kind of intones that like we're all guilty of yeah, petty crimes. Exactly. Because we are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Griff and I the most. Yeah, we are all petty criminals. And it just sounds good. Welcome back, petty criminals. Ooh. Doesn't that sound like only murders in the, the building it kind of profession? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it also sounds, I don't know, kind of... Kind of porny when you say it. Oh, well, yeah. That's basically anything I say in my lower <laughs> register. <laughs> How are you, Kira? What's new with you? What's something very exciting you can update I, our listeners on? I mean, I'm on cloud fucking nine. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm headed to Montreal tomorrow morning for Just for Laughs, and I'm just so excited. I am currently looking at a Deadline.com article, which, by the way, any actor, performer, getting on Deadline, having a feature on Deadline is huge. So take some time, Google deadline, Kira O'Sullivan, and there's a great write-up about her Just for Laughs perpetual shower coming up. Um, I'm so fucking proud of you. That's so, so, so cool. I'm going to read it after we wrap and it's just so cool to see you on there. Thanks, Griff. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of you because Griff has exciting news too. If you haven't seen it yet. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Griff is with child. A little baby Gryffindor is on the way. Griff has a short film coming out. The preview for it is breathtaking. It's just, it's really special and cool. So if you can find it on Griff's Instagram. Yeah, check my Instagram. I'll I'll post your deadline article on our Petty Crimes mm-hmm. Instagram so that we're humble about it. Maybe you share the, the trailer, but yeah. Uh, That's true. That I should do that. I have a film going to festivals. Uh, we'll see which one. We're eyeing Sundance first, but yeah, it's out of post. I've been attached to it for literally years so it's really cool to see it coming to life and it looks beautiful so jesus christ we're really just taking over aren't we i mean these are these are two specific just little things but yes i mean i think yes we are to build a house takes just one brick yeah exactly (laughs) just two bricks yeah (laughs) it's not a very secure house but uh no i mean we're doing well and thank you to everyone listening to this is also a huge part of what we have on a weekly basis and it's really growing. I think you guys can tell and we can tell on our end, obviously. And it's just nice to be in a fruitful place of life because we've earned it. We've worked fucking hard for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're happy. We're very happy. <sighs> so and happy. you got a crime for us? I do have a crime for us. This is episode 22. Thanks for hanging in with us. Yeah, and I'll be delivering this crime today. It is, well, let's just go into it, shall we? I don't know a thing about it. <laughs> we need a shirt that says that. <laughs> I don't know a thing about it. Perfect. Well, um, this crime has been submitted. And again, we've changed all names. I've even rechanged the change names. Can't cancel us. No, you can't. We're on the up and up. So don't you dare fucking <laughs> yeah. try to cancel. <laughs> we got to be mindful of that too, because people will come for us. This crime was submitted by, we'll call her Candace. Those involved, 
I like to start at the top with those involved. Mm-hmm. Candace, of course, the, the protagonist and submitter. Her friend at the time, dot, dot, dot. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Brianna. We're going to call her Brianna. There's a camp counselor involved, very much so. Okay. And then there may or may not be one other person, but we'll we'll circle back to that at the end because Ooh. there was a reaction from someone we'll have to consider. Fun. This occurred, another throwback episode. Love. I th- they had mentioned when they wrote this in that our elementary school episode that we just did reminded them of this trauma. So this did occur in 2007, and it happened at a summer basketball camp. Okay. Which is something I used to go to. I love, I grew up playing basketball. The range of <laughs> crimes is so funny. Our listeners are probably getting like emotional whiplash. They're like, okay, so in this episode, you talked about condoms being left in a bag <laughs> on a door. And in this episode, you talked about summer camp. Yeah, it's a lot to keep up with. Thanks for keeping your head on a swivel and your just heart, I suppose. But we're not the ones writing these anymore. You guys <laughs> are. So uh, blame the submitters. Okay. Summer basketball camp, 2007. Here we go. <clears throat> Hi, Karen Griff. <laughs> I love your podcast. Big fan. The beret episode prompted my submission. It's a peak middle school awkwardness moment, and there may be a petty crime at play. She continues. In eighth grade, I attended a summer basketball camp with my best friend, Brianna. I was not good at basketball, which doesn't really play into the story, but just know that I was not the star point guard at this camp. Okay, so you're probably not trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, or you just don't know what environment you're meant to belong in. <laughs> but that's 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 fucking middle school, man. I get that. Yeah, yeah going to a sports camp of a sport that you could barely play, that's, <laughs> that's so real. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. I can play every sport. One afternoon, we took a break from drills to do some traditional camp games. This one game was a relay race where we all had to put our basketball shoes in the middle of the court, line up in our teams wait our turn, and then sprint to find our shoes later in the big pile. Right before we Griff, go... we used to do that activity when we were orientation leaders. What? At BC, Boston College, Boston nine College. shots, do your shot. We did this with freshmen. We would have them all throw their shoes in a big circle. Oh, I mean... The we, first night outside of lower campus. We never did that our summer. You were the summer after me, weren't you? I was the summer before. Must have been new. <laughs> An interesting game to play with college freshmen. They loved it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so interesting. Okay, well, uh, this these are eighth graders. Anyway, we're familiar with the activity. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've searched for shoes before. She continues, right before we go up to our place, or, sorry, right before we go up to place our shoes in, Brianna motions for me to tie my shoes together with the shoelaces. Oh. Now, I don't think too much about it, and I just do it. And I watch her tie her own shoelaces together. Fast forward. We are all in this intense relay, and I'm up next to spin around a bat 10 times and then sprint to the center court to find my shoes. I'm going fast, feeling good, but cannot for the life of me find my shoes. Now, other teams are now at this point double, even triple lapping me and my team. And my team is screaming at me from the end of the court. After nearly all of the shoes are cleared from the floor, I finally give up and ask a camp counselor where mine could be. At this point, I've completely lost the game for my team. So, of course, I'm already defeated. I'm embarrassed. It's awful. The camp counselor all-knowingly asks me, Oh, are your shoes the blue ones? The ones that were tied together? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said yes, forgetting and saying that, that I was admitting to cheating. So she scolds me and says that she has a way to teach me a lesson. Oh, no. (laughs) It's like like bring it on, vibes. It's scaring me. Oh, yeah. So... She brings me front and center to the court, 
with a hundred middle schoolers staring at me. Now, at the same time, the high school kids were wrapping up their camp day, and they also strolled into the back of the court to watch as well. Oh, big bring it on vibes. Totally. And you know, in middle school where you like look up to high schoolers and you're like, oh my God, they've got it all figured out. They're oh, so cool. Yeah. You think they are the coolest yeah, thing. You just want to impress them. And, at, and I guess in eighth grade, you're like just about to go into high school. So you're very mindful of that. Yeah. So she's got all of the middle schoolers and the high schoolers now standing in front of her. And she's basically center stage. And she's about to be taught a lesson. We'll see. Oh, I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking out. This camp counselor announces my crime to the entire gym and explains that I'm going to now sing the Barney song to everyone oh, present. Oh, no! <laughs> now, I was a shy child, i.e. never in my life wanted to be in the true spotlight. Yet here I am standing there being forced to sing a children's song to now 200-plus kids. So That's so many kids. So many kids. I mean, oh. that's bigger audiences than I usually get. Do you remember when you were, like, in chorus in middle school? And you would get a solo and you'd be freaking oh out about God. the solo. And the solo would just be, we are the world. <laughs> just that. Yeah. And then everyone would join and you'd go back into the back line and you'd be like. <sighs> yeah. And you're drenched in sweat from your like five second moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But and, and like that's all they would give you because they knew that any more than that, no one could handle. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean. This is an intense amount of pressure. Yeah. And oh my God. Yeah. So she continues. <laughs> So I sing meekly and she yells for me to sing louder repeatedly. And then she encourages the other kids to do the same. I managed to make it through the song. I love you. Louder. You love me. Can't hear you. We're a happy family without crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah. I mean, good for her. Oh, no. Don't let them see you break. Finally, it ends. This camp counselor is a sadist. This yeah. is crazy. And I, oh, actually, she does mention, we'll talk about the camp counselor. Yeah. Finally, it ends. And as far as I can tell, I basically black out because the next thing I remember is sobbing in a bathroom locker room 15 minutes later. Oh, this poor thing. And by the way, the whole way home in the car with my mom. Now, Brianna, who also tied her shoes together mm -hmm. and wasn't caught for the record. Haven't forgotten about you. Mm -mm, Brianna. Baby Brie. Yeah. <laughs> Looked guilty, but never admitted to doing the same thing. She never apologized or acknowledged that it happened to me and not her. That friendship didn't last as she showed her true colors as a middle school mean girl. <sighs> she closes up with this. My mom was so mad that she actually confronted the camp counselor the next day. Good. Even though I begged her not to. I even faked a stomachache that morning in hopes that I could skip that day and we could just forget it ever happened. I will never forget how my mom stood up for me. It was very unlike her, and she usually likes us to rise above any pettiness mm -hmm. and try to be tough. Now, while this story is 15-plus years old, who was guilty here? XOXO, I love Griff Moore. <laughs> this is spicy. It is spicy. I've never had so many thoughts. Yes. Any questions? I guess my first question before we dive into your thoughts mm -hmm. Did you ever go to summer camp? Absolutely. Describe the summer camp you went to. I went to quite a few summer camps. <laughs> I went to two. I've told you before about the summer camp I went to when I was seven. 
Um, I went to a sleepaway camp for the first time when I was seven and I had these leather sandals with buckles, two buckles on them. And they were really hard for me to get on and off. So I didn't take off my shoes all week, <laughs> like not in the shower, not in bed, not oh, when I was swimming in the lake, not when I was boating. I didn't take my shoes off. And I wrote my mom a letter and I said, hi, mom, like I'm having so much fun at Lord's camp and I haven't taken my shoes off. <laughs> She's like, OK. And my mom got, didn't get the letter until Saturday, which was pickup day. Ah. And she came and picked me up and she she was like, you will not be coming back to this camp. <laughs> no one here made you take your shoes off. Summer camps are lawless places. I love too that you just like couldn't figure out how to get your shoes off. So you just wore them for eternity during yeah. the camp. I mean, they were basically like leather Tevas. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I just slept in my shoes. Yeah. I mean, there are worse things to have done at summer camp. So <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> that's quirky. How about you? Summer camp? I went to two. So I went to a summer one that was also a week long called Beaver Camp. Love. And... I didn't realize at the time that it was a Christian camp. I went to one of those too. Yeah, I thought I was just, again, like excited to get out of the town, to meet people from, I guess, all over the Northeast. Yeah. It did not occur to me that other camps probably didn't require their like kids to bring their Bibles. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was nothing like mind-blowing happened. I do remember the first time I questioned who God was and who Jesus was oh my goodness. Um, with one of the like assumingly teenage counselors who definitely <laughs> did not have the answers. But yeah, that was, I just, I loved it. It was called Beaver Camp. It was in upstate New York. I really liked it. And it's just funny to look back and realize, oh shit, that was like a proper Christian, like sing around the campfire Christian song camp. Yeah. Um, I, I went to Casa Wasco, a Christian <laughs> summer camp, and I loved it because I love singing. Oh yeah. So I was like, I don't care who we're singing about. Like, <laughs> yeah, I will sing all day long. I, like, I was exactly the same. I was like, why? This is fun. It's just fun. Yeah. The swimming was fun that we did like ropes courses uh, and high, what are they called? High ropes, high I ropes. guess. Very adventurous. And then I also, yes, to, you know, tie it back to this case, I also did attend summer basketball camp. But that was just a day camp, which I assume this camp also is. Mm. So I grew up playing basketball and I, yeah. I'm a fucking baller. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. So what are your thoughts on who should we start with? We're not going to go into the verdict yet, but like what are your thoughts just from I the I case? can start with the least guilty person here, which sure. is Candace's mother. Okay. Love confronting the counselor. I think that that was due. Mm -hmm. Love a mama bear moment. I think that what that counselor did was aggressively mean and rude. Yeah. And nothing was, if the mom didn't say something, nothing was ever going to be said about it. Mm -hmm. And so the mom going like, Hey, just so you know, like that wasn't like a funny camp moment. Yeah. My daughter's been crying. Yeah. It's like, that's a helpful thing for that teenager to know yeah. because there's such a fine line between funny and mean mm -hmm. and teenagers are finding that line. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to check them. Yeah, for sure. I think it does remind me of our cubby time episode we just did. Yeah. And when I questioned uh, whether the mother should have equipped her daughter with like a comeback for that little boy. Yeah. But you brought up a good point on that episode and also this episode, like both kids came home pretty distraught. This one even more so. She's like crying for days. Yeah. Um, so you gotta, you gotta step up and like... <laughs> Yeah. Go talk about the counselor. Also, um, the perpetrator in that, that episode was like another second grader. This is a whole teenager. Very true. Actually, a college person. College. So she she uh, mentioned the camp counselor was a female college basketball player who played for the university hosting the kids basketball camp. And we all looked up to her. Wow. So, so maybe 19, 20. Yeah. Cool. Never meet your, uh, never meet your idols. I guess so. Um, yeah. Very interesting. And then... Working back from there, mm -hmm. thoughts on Brianna, Miss, 
Uh, miss, uh, do the same thing and not admit that I'm also doing it. Yeah. Miss, so, miss got a bright idea, but won't, I won't just, sing Barney next to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, when I read this case, I was like, if I was in Brianna's situation as the like person who, and the protagonist did mention that Brianna kind of maybe developed into maybe a middle school mean girl. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if she just like was, was she asking Candace to tie her shoes together maliciously or was it just kind of a like, you're on my team, let's win? Well, this is funny that I have experience with this specific game what? from freshman orientation. Oh my God. Because people do tie their shoes together <laughs> and it's like a funny thing. The cheating doesn't stop in middle school. I mean, no, it like <laughs> happened every week. That's so We would play this game and people would tie their shoes and it would be like, <laughs> like it was like not a prop. It, it's just funny. Yeah. So I can, Brianna might, she might've like played this game before yeah. and knew like, oh, this is like a thing people do in this game and it's funny. Totally. The way that I, exactly. The way that I wrote the, ep- wrote the episode, or sorry, read the episode was that Brianna has been to the camp before yeah. and kind of knew how to cheat the, this little game. Exactly. Like an innocent kid and just like, I, Candace and was like, untie your shoes together. This we'll is a win. funny thing people do. Um, yeah. That's funny. I wonder if Brianna and Candace were BC freshmen when you were in orientation. <laughs> they were just carrying the legacy on. Yeah. Do you think you, as Brianna at the time, would have stood up and admitted that you also cheated and that you got Candace in trouble? Because I'm on the fence of whether or not I would have. I think I would have been really confused. I have no idea what I would have done. I... I'm just so floored by the counselor's reaction. I think it's such a gross overreaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And s- that I'm like, I don't know what I would do because this is like a scene out of a movie. Yeah. It's too it much. It really is. It's like public. Yeah. It's like the, like the protagonist of the movie flashes back to like a time when she's in middle school at basketball camp and was yeah. like, it's never like played a, basketball again. It's like an emotional stoning. Yeah. It really is in front of the whole camp. Wild. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. So, I also I don't know what I would have done if I was Brianna. I you know, adult Griff is like I, I would have raised my hand and been like I also cheated. I I'm know. true of heart. I like to think that I would have been up there harmonizing along to yeah. like I love you, we love we. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. a baby, so is me, or whatever the <laughs> thing is. But like, yeah, I mean, realistically, at that age, we would have just been in the crowd and then we would have sprinted to the bathroom afterward and been like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and Brianna didn't even do that. Okay, well she, then that's right. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that'll feed into your ruling on who's guilty. Mm. So wait, we talked about Candace's mom. She's in the right for doing that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. What, do you have any thoughts on Candace before we make our rulings? Candace like, herself? Yeah. I mean, she's she had mentioned she's not a baller. She's at this basketball camp, which did happen, right? Like, especially where I'm from, camps were just like things to do. Yeah. And so yeah. you had maybe 80% of the camp were actually there to train and develop skills. And then the other 20 were just like... What else am I going to do for like for a week in the I summer? I mean, it's the parents being like, That's I'm true. used to you being at school from nine to three and mommy needs that time. <laughs> like, yeah. where do we put you? Yeah. We forget that our parents are the ones like sending us off to these camps. That's like, the whole point. Yeah. They're obvious- like, how do I get you out the house? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Before you ruin all my shit. I had friends that went to, I think our, our mutual friend, Rachel, who does listen. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. I think it was Rachel, but someone in my network Went to camp for like months during the summer. Oh boy. Like a month and a half. Or even in um the parent trap when they, another movie reference. Uh-huh. When they go to camp. They're there for a while. Yes. Um they do have camps like that. I think I wonder if it's just like the wealthier the camps are. 
because the girls in the parent trap are like rich girls. They are, yeah. Um, I wonder if, I mean, because it costs money to send your kid away for like a month and a half, two months. Yeah. And I always wonder if I'm a parent, is that something I'd like to do just like <laughs> so I can enjoy my summer? Without my kids, but Ooh, it's also I like, mean, if it's a win-win, <laughs> yeah, kids yeah. are happy, you're happy, yeah. they're outdoors, that's like the best thing for them. Yeah, it truly is. But there's so much risk with sending them, even for a week, right? That's why kids get scared. And I'm sure on the parents' end, mm. and maybe we have some listeners that are sending kids to camps and or just school in general, like anywhere where they can have formative experiences where you're not in control, mm-hmm. i.e. Candace's mother confronting this camp counselor. Yeah. That's like scary to do. Because you're true. putting your child's development in the hands of another adult or or teens case, a fucking team yeah basketball teams yeah basketball teens that's yeah scary. that's true because this this something like this wouldn't have happened at a school mm. right like it's a little too lawless yeah i, I feel it like it is such camp vibes yeah because if it was gym class an administrator a totally. gym teacher it's just this like teens leading preteens type yeah. of thing hmm yeah. i have a question about the counselor but maybe i'll i'll Tie it into what you rule them as when we're done okay. delivering. Any uh, other? Yeah, I can finish my thoughts on Brianna, which is that like, <laughs> I mean, obviously she's guilty of being bad at basketball. Like, hate to see it, but yeah. or Candace, you mean? <laughs> sorry, yes, yeah, yeah, Candace. Candace. Sorry that you're bad at b-ball, but no, I'm like, oh, your friend told you to cheat and you did it, and then you had to sing and then you cried. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I feel bad for her. Yeah, I mean, she <sighs> did no wrong, right? I feel like too at that age. I remember the times at that age, at least for me, I was a pretty good kid, like I said before. And I remember the times I got in trouble. Nothing was like at this level in terms of public humiliation. This is, I mean, yeah, I I can't, this is the most humiliating thing I've ever heard in my entire Um, life. But like, I mean, clearly she's writing it in 15 years later. That's what's crazy too about these crimes is like, they stick with the person that it happened to, but you know. Totally. Brianna doesn't remember this. Yeah. The counselor might remember a mom confronting them and they might remember that hot feeling of humiliation Mm -hmm. in your throat when an adult is yelling at you and you realize you did something mean. Totally. But like they don't stick with everybody. Yeah. My, I don't have many embarrassing moments like this on a public kind of platform yet, but I remember one time I was at my best friend's family's house for dinner and I was telling some kind of like story. They're asking me about uh, how my school year went or something. Yeah. And I used the word guises, like I was like, your guises, uh-huh. which a lot of people do, by the way. Oh, yeah, like the possessive. Correct. <laughs> My best friend's grandmother stopped the story, turned at me and goes, guises isn't a word. And I just kind of like was taken aback by that. And then I continued. And that was my most embarrassing moment. She kind of public, like in a very small group, called me out on a word that I misused. She was like an English professor, retired. So of course she called it out. I don't use the word guises, by the way. So it has stuck with me to this day. But I can't imagine at that age, same age, eighth grade, being humiliated in front of your peers. And then like the whole, I mean, assumingly she probably wouldn't have made it onto the high school basketball team because she Mm. wasn't good at basketball. But to this whole group of people that you want to impress, especially in the next year and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, that moment stuck with you, mm-hmm. same age. Yeah. And that's a pretty tiny thing. Totally. Somebody just corrected your grammar. Yeah. And it was a grandmother. Yeah, like, yeah. They love corrected grammar. I, I don't know about you, but like in castings, like for work and stuff, whenever they're like, oh, tell us your name, where you're from. And maybe you're like most embarrassing story. And you're like, okay, I roll. I don't have one really. Clearly Candace does. So maybe Candace tried becoming an actor. <laughs> you're emotionally insecure. So like come to Hollywood. <laughs> that's what happens. Um, I have an eighth grade embarrassing story. Oh, I us. was on the basketball team. <gasps> 
And are you Candace? I, it's me. I submitted this myself <laughs> under a pseudonym to get a to get a read to finally be able to move on. Oh no, I was playing. We were like scrimmaging before a game, and I bumped into another girl on my team, and she wiped her arm and goes, "Ooh, you soggy down there!" <gasps> like calling out my sweaty armpits, and I am a sweaty girl. I, I <laughs> yeah. sweat. And I was so tragically embarrassed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm a nasty girl. <laughs> I'm a gross gal. And right, it's such a, in that case, similar. It's such an isolated moment. Tiny. Tiny. And like, who else heard her say that to you? Probably Nobody. Just you. Exactly. But in your mind, it's like the end of the world and so embarrassing. And yeah. <sighs> so this petty crime is one hundredth yeah. of oh, ours. Yeah. No, totally. Oh my God, completely. And just, and she she had even mentioned in her email, she she mentioned middle school wasn't really a good time for me, but I think it made a more compassionate human um, out of me and I'm better for it, um, which isn't like a like an uncommon story. Like middle school is like a tough intersection of development where you're figuring out. I mean, that never ends, by the way. Obviously, our listeners know that. But like if I could talk to any like eighth grader who's going through something like this and thinks that like this moment has just ruined mm. their life. Yeah, maybe it's been like the worst moment up until your life, but life will get worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do not worry. Life will get so much worse. We promise you it's gonna get Just way better. Just until you start having sex. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, yeah. you'll be embarrassing yourself left and right. Right. At least it's good. Like you've had this like ex- uh, experience uh, like on a big scale as an eighth grader. You're prepared for other stuff. Like this is like she said, it's turned her into a compassionate human, and totally. you're better for it. I think. It's time to deliberate. I think so too. Am I allowed to say, no, I'm supposed to say verdict. I, it's time for a verdict. <laughs> We've been corrected on that and we're trying our best. We're trying. I don't know what's wrong with us. Yeah, we can't What's stop. wrong with us is that we're not actual lawyers. So like, <laughs> lay off. <laughs> what's wrong with us is this is a podcast that is in an apartment in Brentwood. Yeah, people forget that like, it's a true crime comedy podcast. So like, let's like laugh a little. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I think, ready. I think there are four people and we can like circle back to the ones we've already kind of discussed, but I think there are four people up Let's do it. You ollie oop me and I'll I'll dunk on them. Damn, girl. Look at those basketball terms. Ooh, I'm soggy down there. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a curly fro in high school that would get sweaty during games. And when I was on defense or offense, I used to flick it at people Ooh. and the sweat would go into their face. How disgusting is that? You're savage. Yeah. Like that is, uh, yeah. you're scrappy, I bet. I'm a pretty, I mean, yeah, I'm a pretty good, I post pictures of like my butt and like my like modeling photos and, but I'm like, I like to play sports. Like uh, I get down and dirty or sweaty, soggy. Let's start with. I get down and soggy. <laughs> there you go. Let's start with Candace's mom. We'll circle back to that. And Not guilty. Perfect. Not guilty. Yeah. She did the right thing. I would have definitely marched my ass into that camp and like found that college kid and been like. That was too much. I'm going to give you a little taste of your own medicine. And don't do that to another kid. It's not funny. Yeah. Mm, maybe she could have gone to a supervisor of the camp and like kind of trickled it down to the the counselor. But I, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Advocate. I would for sure find that that basketball player and ripped her a new, you know what? A new basketball. A new basketball. A new basketball hoop. Camp counselor. Exceedingly guilty. Yeah. Let the punishment fit the crime. Mm -hmm. If you want to do a little bit of like a camp moment where you're like, you cheated, you cheated. Ooh, ooh, you cheat. So that's fine. Whatever. This is too much. Yeah. That was going to be my question. Like, what do you think would have been a better kind of problem solve for this? I mean, because cheating, she did cheat, which I'm sure we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to in a second. But like, what do you think would have been a more appropriate approach? Is it the kind of like 
very like, quick, like, ooh, when you tie your shoes together, that means you have to like run down the length of the gym with your shoes tied together. I mean, maybe then she would like break her neck and bust her teeth, but like, I don't know, just something much smaller. I th- yeah, I totally agree. I think too, if you want to like make it known to the group that cheating is not acceptable, which that approach did, it was not done correctly. I think, Oh yeah. I think you talk about it in general and kind of like hinting at the clear team that lost yeah. instead of like truly picking her out of the crowd, placing her in center stage. And like, basically, like you said, like stoning her like with a song, a very innocent Barney song. I think you just speak to the group at large and be like, well, the losers know who they are and they yeah. know they lost because they cheated. And if I see that again throughout the week, we're going to take this a little bit further. Yeah. The whole cheating team runs a lap or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I think a plethora of ways you can go about it. Clearly this basketball player was having a bad day. Yeah. Bad leader. Okay. We're going to go on to Miss Brianna, Candace's friend. Yes. And, and she's, accomplice. Our, she's our last one, right? Yeah. And then Candace, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Brianna, the accomplice. Eh. You are petty guilty of, you're, you're guilty of a misdemeanor. <laughs> you're a kid and you didn't step up to the plate to help your friend. Yeah. But you, you're a kiddo. Yeah. To me, you're kind of okay. Yeah, you're I kind think of okay. It, basically, if I were Candace, if you're wondering who after 15 years to channel your frustration toward, I say the college kid. Yeah, the counselor. And not Brianna. Let, yeah. let, it, let her go. Totally. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I I do have to kind of take note of Candace saying that Brianna became a middle school mean girl. Mm. Although at eighth grade, I guess middle school's done. So I don't know how valid that is. But but true. Uh, but like also after this experience, Candace is channeling everything she sees Brianna do totally. through the lens of like you left me at camp. Yeah. And uh, and this happened because yeah. of you. But We're, it's not Brianna's not the one who made her made the me a lot of totally. This. I completely agree. And then I guess finally, Candace, we've kind of danced around the her dichotomy. Candace, you're perfect. I love you. I'm so sorry this happened to you. You're only guilty of being bad at basketball and attending <laughs> basketball camp. <laughs> and don't tie your shoes together ever again. You soggy down there. <laughs> perfect. We're taking a quick break now before Crypto Minimal to let you know we have our first ever sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> Thrive Market is an online shopping experience. You can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials to beauty products, sustainable meat and seafood even, all delivered right to your door. And if you find a price lower elsewhere, Thrive Market's going to match it. Ooh, you frugal poodles. Lucky you. So Thrive Market, they carefully vet every item and they're all very high quality. We both have ordered from Thrive Market. We love the experience. We love the recyclable packaging. We're stoked on and this. You know what else I loved? The filtering option that they had in their shopping experience. They have like 90 plus filters. And so I particularly filtered for BIPOC products, queer founded products, vegan products. Yeah. It just really narrowed down what I was looking for and kind of ensured that I was buying products that aligned with my beliefs. Yeah. Products with zero waste. Again, like the carbon neutral shipping. I mean, I think the thing that we like the most is that when you get a Thrive Market membership, they're sponsoring a family in need. And that's like, that makes this just the best sponsor we could land. Oh, for sure. We're so privileged to be able to shop online. It's nice to know that Thrive's giving back that opportunity for people that really need it. So when you buy a membership, they give one out for free. So yeah, yeah, pat yourself on the back and pat Thrive Market on the back. And join Thrive Market today, get $80 in free groceries. So go to thrivemarket.com slash petty, 80 bucks, free groceries. You know what to do. That's thrivemarket.com slash petty. Ready for some criminal or minimal? No, thanks. <laughs> yes, of course I am. My favorite. Okay, I got one for you if you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, this is 
submitted by a listener. Criminal or minimal? Misspelling a coworker's name on an email when the company directory automatically spells it correctly. Like you start typing their name into the two box, select it from the list, and it's spelled right. Then you go to type their name in the body of the email and you spell it wrong. <laughs> Am I the only person bothered by this? Sincerely, Sarah with an H, not Sarah ending in an A. Oh, that that is added context because mm-hmm. Sarah versus Sarah. So she's Sarah with an H? Yep. Okay, which is like, it's so funny when you meet someone with a common name, like a Sarah, and you they become like a best friend of yours. For instance, my one of my best friends' names Kevin, mm-hmm. and it's K E V A N. Oh, right, because it's like Gaelic or something. Hmm. And so whenever I like write down any other Kevin, I have to think of not everyone has an A in their name. Mm. Most people don't. So when you become friends with a Sarah without an H, your automatic is Sarah without an H. I'm going to say minimal. As someone whose name's Griff, and oftentimes people are like, "Is it Griff with one F or two Fs?" Mm. It is always two Fs. No one in the world named Griff has one F in their name. Yeah. But I have to correct people because of that. So you, that's the price you pay for like a slightly unique name. So I'm going to say minimal. Minimal. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's like it's somebody at work. They're just like, they just are like, where's this PDF? They're not your friend. <laughs> yeah. Like they just, yeah. I don't know. They're spelling it the way that of the, the Sarah in their life that has a different spelling. Like yeah. it, let them off the hook. Totally. Yeah. I come, I agree with that. It's annoying. I do feel for you. Annoying. Trust and believe. Yeah. But minimal. All right. Mine was submitted by our listener, Brianna. I hope it's not the same Brianna we just roasted. Imagine. Well, Imagine. We'll, we'll find out how bitchy this crime is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Asking your friend to tie your shoes together? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when a server brings you Diet Pepsi when you asked for a Diet Coke and they didn't ask, is Pepsi okay? Criminal or minimal? I, I, I don't totally get the Pepsi Coke thing. Oh. But I will say it is criminal. People have got their preferences. I agree. They taste very different to me. Do you not think they taste different? No, something's like wrong with my taste buds. I oh, like, got it. can't tell the difference between things. Yeah, just your taste buds or taste in general? <laughs> <laughs> taste in friends. I agree. I think it's criminal. But, but I think they taste different. So it's even more criminal, I guess, for me than your burnt off taste buds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> criminal or minimal? Submitted by a friend. Big oh. fan. <laughs> Posting Instagram stories of old pictures as if there's something that's happening right now, presumably to make it seem like you're up to something more fun than sitting on the couch with no plans. That's a good one. Criminal or minimal? I've been guilty of this. I don't know that it's actually like like an event that I went to or some activity that I used to do. But what we talked about earlier, I will oftentimes recycle a thirst trap. Oh, you will? Yeah, because taking thirst trap photos is like effortful. You got to like make sure the lighting's good. Your like body's positioned right. And so sometimes I want to post something to like encourage thirst, but I don't have the time to <laughs> to like set it up. So you have to go to the thirst bank? The thirst bank, yeah. I've got a folder in my iPhone that's called thirst bank. I'll say criminal because I just think it like piggybacks on the idea of social media that like everyone's doing something cool at every minute. And yeah. Sometimes you're not. And just like be okay not doing something that people are going to think is cool. Just like, you know, you don't have to be on all the time. Yeah. So I'm going to say criminal. Just like put your phone, put your fucking phone down. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? Have you ever like recycled a, like a video, like a, like a character video? 
Yeah, but I, I feel like that doesn't I feel like that doesn't count because it doesn't necessarily that it prove that I'm doing anything cool. Like yeah. I'm videoing myself in a wig in my apartment. No one <laughs> thinks I'm like having an awesome summer. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I recycle content. I don't know. I mean, social media is fake anyway. So yep. I'm like, just assume everything's inauthentic. Even when mm-hmm. I see like it's interesting now living in LA and going to restaurants and going to places and seeing influencers making content, which I like, I respect, gotta respect the hustle. But then you'll see the picture that they posted and I'm like, you made this event look so sick. Yeah. It was not so sick. There were only sliders. <laughs> like, you know, Shit, what I, I think that's pretty sick. No, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm like, you made this look so epic. Like this venue was bad and this event was 90 minutes long on yeah. a Tuesday. Yeah, totally. But anyway. Yeah. I'll well, say criminal. I witnessed this out. I was at a gay bar a few nights ago and I was like kind of dumbfounded by this. A key. Bringing your mini golden doodle out to a gay bar at 11 p.m. in a dog stroller. And I'll say that the gay bar is pretty packed at this point, 11 p.m. Criminal or minimal? Extremely criminal. Dog has very sensitive ears. Preach. It is much too loud for your dog. If you want to spend time with your dog, take your dog on a walk. Criminal, criminal, criminal. Mm -hmm. Agreed. The gay bars, too, are like decibels louder than normal bars for better or worse. And yeah, as soon as they bring the dog in, everyone's like guffawing over how cute it is. Uh, I'm sitting there like kind of giving the stank eye to the owner. Cause it's like, it's just not fair. The music is so loud for its puppy's ears. Yeah. But, oh my God. And it's overwhelming. And also like people are drunk, so you don't know how they're going to behave. So like say someone comes up and tries to pet it cause it's cute objectively. And it's just overwhelmed by the music, the people, and it bites their fingers, you know? And then yeah. the dog's blamed. Oh, oh, this is a mess. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm a capital criminal on that for yeah, me. Yeah, capital C criminal. No mm-hmm. dogs at extremely loud bars. Agreed. One time I was visiting my friend in Houston and she took me to a dog bar <gasps> that had what? like an outside astroturf and a, a hydrant releasing water. And like there were so many dogs playing. It was so fun. It was so cool. It had just opened. And the music was really loud. There was a doggy oh. DJ. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And this is the only time I've really ever cared. But I <laughs> I found them on Facebook. I found them on Instagram. I found their website everywhere. Oh, my God. I let them know. I had so much fun at your, your brand new doggy bar. I thought it was the coolest event. Your doggy DJ is way too loud. Yeah. If this is really a dog bar, turn your music down. Yeah. I like let them, I don't even have a dog. I don't even know why I was there. My friend is a dog. That's why we were there. But like, I was like this, you cannot be playing this music this loud if this is a doggy bar. Yeah. And I guess the music's really for the owners, right? The the dogs are walking in being like, oh, Ariana. No, they're not. They're like, you can see their little ears like. Folded down. Yeah. Just next to the music. Yeah. I I love the idea of a doggy bar though. That's pretty cool. It was very cool. But yeah, I am a Karen for dogs. Yeah. All right, a few more. I've got one last one. Okay. Can this, should this be the last one? Because I don't have another one. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Telling someone that they look tired. Criminal or minimal? Criminal. Ooh, that was quick. Why? For obvious reasons. Why? It's rude and it's mean and you're usually telling a woman without makeup that she doesn't look good. <sighs> yeah, that's exactly it. I had a friend, a very good friend in college who I would just like say that often. I don't know. We'd like wake up and... She looked tired or something. I don't know. But you that's a good point. I you learned. Were, you were saying this? I was. I'd be like, oh, are you okay? Or like, are you, did you get enough sleep? And she'd be like, yes. And I quickly learned that I was like, that I should not be saying that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just like learned not to comment if someone looks tired, specifically women because of that makeup issue. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't 
tell somebody they look tired. Don't tell somebody they look sick. If you think something is off, ask someone, how are you? Yeah, exactly. And they can tell you what's going on. That's fair. They can be like, I didn't get enough sleep. And you'd be like, that's what I fucking thought. (laughs) (laughs) Good. You look a mess. (laughs) Speaking of soggy, I am sweating, sweaty Betty right now. I think that's all we have for this episode, isn't it? I think so too. You're soggy down there. I'm soggy down there. I got to go take care of that. Till next week. Love you guys. Bye.